Welcome to another episode of Behind the Membership. In today's episode, I'm talking with Robin Kennedy from the League of Email Marketing Heroes, a membership site that helps course creators and membership site owners succeed with email marketing. Robin Kennedy started the league quick and ugly, as they put it, but this isn't their first membership, with both having separate memberships in the entertainment space as well. In fact, they have quite a diverse range of businesses and experience. So if you thought running a membership site had to be a full-time job, then Rob and Kennedy definitely proved that wrong. There's a lot to unpack in this episode from how the membership has allowed their software business response suite to pay for itself to how Rob and Kennedy are marketing the league and how they're retaining members. So let's dive straight in. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. On today's episode, I'm joined by not one, but two guests, Rob and Kennedy from the Email Marketing Heroes. Welcome to the show, guys. I am really looking forward to talking with you today about your membership. Hello. <laughs> my first, I was going to say my first threesome, but then that sounds wrong. So yeah, let's, let's move <laughs> swiftly on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, moving swiftly on from that, let's start off with a bit of information about your membership. What is it? Who's it for? All of that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So our membership is called the League of Email Marketing Heroes. We cannot take credit for the name. When we first created the membership, we literally said, what are we going to call it? And we went through all of the stuff that you think of. What can we steal from you? Is it the Academy? No, it's not that. What else could it be? And then we asked a pool of people, what would you call it? Where do, where do superheroes hang out? And somebody came up with the League. So that was awesome. Uh, and then, uh, and won a membership for the privilege. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. Uh, and then, uh, Basically, we help a bit mostly course creators, membership site owners, uh, coaches, consultants, and also there's on the periphery of that some people who have like econ businesses and make and sell stuff and that kind of thing. But mostly course creators, membership site owners, coaches, and consultants to sell more stuff, uh, specifically using really cool psychology-driven email marketing. Awesome. So really, really nice and specific there. And I love that you got your potential members to name it as well. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, how, how, what a better way of getting people to feel ownership over it than being involved in the, in the discussion. I think the only, only difficult bit with that is, is usually like saying, sorry, your name wasn't good enough to be used to yeah. everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always, always the slight downside with things like that. And so what was the inspiration for creating this membership site then? Why did you decide to go in that direction? Mm. So back in the day, we were have we had a business. We were selling our products as like uh, we've got a product called the Email Marketers Game Plan, and that was a bunch of email campaigns that were very fill in the blanks, and people could go and use them. And we thought that's a really good springboard for somebody to get started with doing email if they just need some sort of real turnkey stuff they can just take and use, cookie cutter stuff. Um, and we had two problems. One, we were really frustrated that every month started with a big fat zero. So like every month we go, right, what's the revenue going to be this month? And really we had no predictability on that. We weren't running ads. We Our only real traffic source was content marketing, which as you know, can be slow and take a bit of time and, and, and pick up pick up momentum slowly. And affiliates. And again, we, they weren't affiliates who were like promoting our stuff all the time. Like we were built into their funnels and uh, you know they were driving traffic from their blogs and stuff. This was like, we'll get one guy, he's going to promote it. And you know what? He might do $20,000 in sales. He might do $3 in sales like we don't really know and so every and no month, matter what he'll tell you he's going to do twenty thousand dollars <laughs> yeah a day and so what happened was as we came into every month we were like great so we've got mike jeff and sally are all going to promote us this month that's good who's going to promote us next month so 
obviously we were very keen on making sure that we were leveraging other people's audiences to grow as much as we could. So it was, how do we get in front of more of those people? And that was just like a bit like we got into this business because we didn't want to, well, one of the reasons was we didn't want to have to be constantly chasing the next client. Well, only one thing, slightly, you know, one, one step removed from chasing every client is chasing every affiliate to get you a bunch of clients. And so for us, that was hard work. And so one day we just sat in, it was, we had an office at the time. And we were just sat in the office and we just said, do you think we could try a membership? And Kennedy said, I don't know if people will pay monthly for it. And we'll talk about that. Uh, will, will, will people even pay monthly for this? And so we just said, don't know, let's find out. Let's do the most MVP MVP you can think of and uh, see what happens. Awesome. And what did happen? Well, um, what was really interesting is we have this this big thing about why is it a membership and why is it not a course? And I think this is a thing that I bring up a lot like, okay, so why why is this a monthly thing? Why why should they stick around for the next 12, 18 months and, and stuff like that? So we, we thought, how do we figure that out? So we saw us, we went out to a bunch of people and said, hey, we've got this, we've got this idea. What shall we call it? So we, we like this idea. One of, the, one of the psychological principles we talk about a lot is this idea of indirection, of indirectly not just going, we've got a membership. Would you like to buy it? Instead, we said, we're going to have this membership, which is all about email marketing, but we don't want to know what to call it. What should we call a, a, a bunch of people who hang out with superheroes of email marketing? And people said, it could be an academy. It could be a league. And we went, that's a great... So now we've we've announced it without actually having to announce it because as soon as you announce something as soon as you it's a bit like when you know you're being sold to when you walk around the computer shop and that person comes over and says can i help you anything which basically means can i sell you anything we all know what it really means so that's the first thing we did is we got people to to become curious we evoked that emotional state and psychological state of curiosity so now people are like you're going to call it the league so the next thing is which one should be the logo? So then we put logos up in different colors. What color should we haven't? We've never. We're gonna have a membership. So we start doing this, and then we keep getting people asking, "Oh, wh- wh- how do I find out about this amazing membership?" Because apparently you're gonna have a membership. Oh yeah, we are gonna have a membership. So we end up with a waiting list of people saying, "Hey, I'd like early bird notification." We didn't call it a waiting list because that has like a, a, a sort of um, stationary state of mind that people are just waiting and getting people to go from standing still to moving is psychologically very difficult. So we had them on the early bird list. Which has this um, psychological sort of idea that they're ready to, to do something. So we wanted them to feel like they're in motion. So we had a waiting list. And then we literally launched it to that mailing list and said, hey, we've got this thing. It's not very big and it's probably not very good yet, but we really want your feedback. And one of our things that we really like is just being honest. Like you can put as much razzmatazz around something as you want, but you're just you're just setting yourself up for a fall. So if for us, it was like, well, people are going to think that bit doesn't work. We've clicked there and that's not very good. And there's not much stuff in it. So rather than try and hide and go, what do you mean? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. When it really isn't. <laughs> fine we'll get over our fear of launching our own membership by going it's not going to be great but it's going to be really low cost and we really want your involvement in making it really good that allowed us to get over the idea of launching our own membership so we used that as our first of all our internal motivation to allow ourselves and give ourselves the permission to do it and then secondly to let people know that's going to be okay to do it so 
we launched with one complete email automation sequence that they would get instant access to. Of course, when people join now, they get the entire back catalogue. But at the time, they were getting one, and we were like, that's a bit grim. And then I think I've over like one day, I recorded four training videos, and they weren't very good, really. They were like 15, 20 minutes each. I mean, to put this into perspective, we had the idea, we had the idea on a Thursday night. This is true. The idea on a Thursday night. Friday, we like constructed the, the like, what's it going to look like? Like on paper, what's it going to look like? And then on over the weekend, Kennedy went and created some content and wrote the sales letter. I built the members area and put the sales, put his copy onto a sales page and hooked it up with an order form. And then on the Monday, we, we opened the doors. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how we went. We just went quick and ugly, you know, um, which uh, is the theme for my entire life. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so yeah, literally they logged in and that's what all it was. It was one campaign, uh, four or five videos, something like that. And uh, a lot of promise and a lot of, hey, we'll have a group coaching session and we'll find out your feedback and we'll help you with your email marketing. That's what we launched with. So lots of ideas and lots of time and um, lots of curiosity. That was kind of where we came from. Awesome. I, I love that you just kind of dived straight in and, and got started essentially. So how long ago was that that you launched that initial kind of quick and quick and dirty version? So that was February 2020. Okay. So just over a year now, essentially. Just over a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so you, you launched quickly, you launched with not a huge amount there to kind of get members initial feedback and things like that. How has the membership changed over that last year then? <laughs> Uh, one of the things we realized is that we definitely put stuff in that didn't need to be there for sure. So at the time we did things like we had, uh, we'd have a guest would come in and do a workshop. And in the end, we decided that actually that was the bit that was getting least traction. And whilst the guests we had were excellent and the training's good and the trainings we did are still in the members area, we thought actually that's changed direction because it was getting the least traction in the membership. And actually we were, we put it in out of being guilty of, and it's weird to say this, but we were definitely guilty at the time of thinking, not thinking, but acting as if content meant value. And so we were like, let's put some more stuff in. And, you know, like we we already know that people obviously mostly leave memberships because they don't have time to do stuff. So we probably handicapped ourselves a bit there. So we've definitely, um, we've definitely realized that we were, we were giving them too much stuff for sure and making it too hard to implement. And I think the next piece of that was, and this is a fairly recent thing that we've realized that, if we spend more time figuring out how to add things in that help people use what's already there rather than rather than adding more stuff that's right. really helpful so we've added stuff in like we created and again this was off the back of you guys a members only podcast where we take every bit of video content and this is a mammoth job for our VA to do um, please it wasn't me doing it um, taking every bit of video content and turning it into an audio piece of content and putting it into a private members only podcast so now members can consume the content when they're we've got one one guy who works in a building site so he's wandering around learning about this wonderful email campaign you know while doing whatever people on a building site do so there's so they can now consume it so we did that we created um, another thing fairly recently called um 
live writing sessions where people would carve the time out to actually sit and in silence in a virtual co-working space and write their emails. You know, what are you going to work on? I'm going to write my welcome sequence. I'm going to write my sales sequence for this and all this stuff. And people would actually, so we're really focused on how do we help people use, apply, activate, get results from the stuff. And the stuff that we add is really about more ways to use stuff rather than more stuff to use. Does that even yeah. make any sense? Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. totally makes sense. <laughs> good. <laughs> and so I'd love to go back a few steps then and talk about you already had some audience when you were launching the membership. What was your background experience in that? Where was that audience built up from? So actually in this space, our audience was tiny. We had a couple of hundred customers uh, who were buying the, uh, from the like, because literally the decision to do this came very early. The decision to do this came about probably only a month after we'd, you know, we'd had some affiliates promoting for like two months. It was about then. So we had a few hundred customers, maybe two or 300. Uh, A lot of them were buying, we look back now, a lot of them had bought our product as a sort of a thing they might use one day. They weren't like really committed to their growth as email marketers. They were literally just saying, oh, it's, you know, it's cheap and it's on an offer. It's got a countdown timer on the page. I'll buy that now. Uh, And I might come back to it one day, which in hindsight made them harder to sell the membership to further down the line. Um, But yeah, so we had that in place. Obviously we've done this kind of stuff before in other niches. So that definitely helped in other markets. Um, so yeah, but in, in this particular space, the audience came from, from us doing that. We didn't even have, ironically, for people who teach email marketing at the time, we didn't even have a free way to join our list. The only way you could be on our list was to buy a product. So we hadn't done the big list building drive in this space at all. Um, so yeah, that's where we were at with that. So I'd love to, to know then, you mentioned there you had experience already in, in this area in different niches on market. Tell me a little more about that. Yeah, so the the very first Thing. So my background is I'm um, what's called a psychological mind reader, or in the States, they call it a mentalist, but we don't <laughs> use that word here um, so much. But so basically what happened to us is I was like performing at, and, and Rob's a hypnotist, so we're, we're, uh, who performs on stage doing a comedy hypnosis show. So our background is getting on stage at various events, Rob in theatres up and down the UK, mine very much in um, performing at conferences, corporate events, things like that. And what happened was, People kept coming to each of us respectively and saying, how are you booking all of your gigs? How how are you so busy? And we've put fake inquiries in so we know that you're not only busy, but you're charging a fortune. How are you doing both of those things? Surely you can't be busy and expensive. That's insane. So, uh, So what ended up happening is we both ended up independently coaching other entertainers in how to do those exact things. And so our first, my first membership was in, I still have it, coaching at other entertainers in in the business end of stuff and how to book gigs and do positioning. Rob was doing the same thing on teaching hypnosis. And then, so we, we started using these skills that we had on stage of influencing people, understanding human behavior, statistics, and understanding that stuff. We'd already started applying those skills to our marketing. And because both of us hate, really hate selling people stuff. We hate phone conversations, quite introverted. We don't like any of that stuff. So we had to figure out how do we make sales without having to speak to anybody. And we did it all through email. So we applied those same skills to our email marketing to sell uh, coaching, to sell a membership, to sell courses and stuff. So that's where our experience in sort of teaching other people's stuff um, came from. And then uh, we've both had memberships in those spaces. And then when people started coming to us who were not 
in entertainment world going, how do I do this email marketing thing? That's kind of when we saw, thought, oh, actually, nobody really owns the space of teaching email marketing, and certainly no one's teaching the psychological stuff that we apply. So let's bring that together and make it something where we can actually change the world because we know that most email marketing that you and I all receive is terrible, really terrible. So can we impact the world in a positive way that way? And we know that most small businesses are really dissatisfied, underwhelmed, and frustrated with the results they get from their email marketing. So we can fix that as well. So if we can fix both things, recipients and senders of emails, and help all of that stuff, that's that surely if you help lots of people get what they want, then you can get what you want. So all kind of came together. And it, it's, it's the only frustrating thing is that we didn't figure it out sooner, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I love that you've kind of taken that experience from completely different markets, non-business markets whatsoever, mm. into kind of this business sp- space to help other people. Are you yeah. still offering those other kind of niche services and, and things as well? Or are you all focused on on the email marketing league now? Yeah, so Kennedy's still got his membership for, for entertainers. I've actually taken a slightly different direction. I I, I, uh, I was in a partnership with somebody else for my uh, hypnosis membership. I actually left that and I'm now, I've got one in about personal development and self-growth. So it's applying hypnosis to, to life stuff. Uh, so yeah, we both have those outside of this. And then, and what's good about that for us is that allows us to like take, because we obviously run our email campaigns. We build them. Truthfully, I think our processes, we design a campaign that we think might work. We run it for our email marketing heroes brand. If it works, Works, we both take it and apply it to our existing businesses. And if it works there, then we go, right, we've just battle tested this for people who want to learn email marketing, people who want to learn about confidence and happiness and all that stuff, people who want to learn how to get more gigs so they can go out and sing or do magic tricks or tell jokes or whatever. And it's worked in all three of those environments. This will work for somebody who sells pottery on the internet and somebody who's you know teaching financial advice and everything in between. So for us, that's now really solidly battle tested. And so until fairly recently, until last month, we were also taking one one-on-one coaching client every month where we'd work with somebody intensively for a month. Don't do that anymore. But again, that was a really good opportunity. In that time, we worked with somebody who's a business coach, somebody who helps people to alleviate pain by understanding movement, uh, somebody who teaches LinkedIn business strategy and marketing strategy, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And so that again has allowed us to really say, okay, great, let's take these strategies and battle test them in those in those environments as well. And so that's actually just, re- we kept doing the coaching for longer than we were planning to just actually, because it was really interesting to do. Like I love, there's nothing better than to me. What do you sell? All right. We've got somebody who sells accessories for bonsai, like growing bonsai trees. Like, great. Let's see how this is going to work for you. That, that really excites me. Yeah. And I think that's great that you do have kind of both your own separate businesses where you're doing that. And as you say, previously, the coaching clients as well, because as you say, you, you're able to really test things. You're not just telling somebody some theory or going, well, we think this will work, but you guys try it out and be our crash test dummies. You're actually yeah. kind of walking the walking the walk yourselves, walking the talk, whatever the saying is, and then kind of, yeah, actually able to give your members things that you know are going to get them results. One thing we did once, and actually we should do it more often, is um, obviously we've got our free Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community, which is like the group that's around our podcast. So that's part of our free content strategy. And then uh, we've got the, the paid group for the league members as well. And so obviously one of the big things you get as a member of the league is the new uh, is a new campaign every month. And those are the campaigns that we've taken and tried. Obviously, I don't know what the numbers are, but there are some campaigns that we take and just don't work. There's one that we really, really, really want to teach when it works. It doesn't work yet. But when it yeah. works, we really want to teach it because it's got a brilliant 
great name and the premise is really good. So we're going to keep doing it. Like we've given it a good name. We're going to keep doing it until it works. And I don't mean obviously doing the same thing. We're going to just change it slightly because at its core, it definitely works. We've just got to figure out the exact application of it that works. And so I think we've tried two versions of it and both of them bombed. Neither of them made any money. Um, when, when we get that to work, we'll definitely teach it. But once we did take a campaign that just bombed, just didn't work at all, and went live in our free group and said, look, here's a, here's a really good campaign. It's really sound in principle. It's excellent. It's a really good idea, except it just doesn't work. <laughs> and taught that and said, so just don't do it. And here's why we've unpicked it and why we think it didn't work. Here's where it sort of fell over. People didn't really click to that and they didn't watch enough of that video to go into this. And so we sort of went into that bit and, uh, and that was quite interesting to do. So what we might, just as a marketing lesson, it was quite interesting that if one of the big things that you give to your members is, is, is working stuff, if you can unpick and like debunk and debrief what didn't work for your free audience, at the time that worked for us really well. So we might do that again. Yeah, because yeah. we just basically said this one didn't work. If you want the ones that do work, we've got 16 of them in the membership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think it's great when it is a topic where you are putting it into practice yourself that you can do that because it's something Mike and I do as well. We always say with the Academy and, and to our team, it's fine for us to test something. And if it doesn't work, we can feed back to our members that as well. Like yeah. our members use us as a case study for what they do in their own membership. So yeah, we if, if we try something and it doesn't work, we let them know this is what we tried, didn't work for us. Here's why we think that is, but you might get different results. And again, there's just as much value in that sometimes more as the things that work for everybody, for example. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so I know, you know, having a little bit of insider knowledge about, about both of you that you also have a software business as well with Response Suite, which is a, a great tool for kind of surveys, questionnaires, that kind of thing. So where does that fit into the mix of everything that you're doing? Yeah, Response Suite's kind of the reason we have a membership because we were basically chugging along. We built we basically built Response Suite because we wanted a survey tool where we could survey members of a membership because we obviously already, already had other memberships or our email list or whatever and segment people based on what they said in the survey. So we could send them different emails depending on what they said is important to them or what they do like or they don't like, all that sort of stuff. So we thought, let's create a survey software. That sounds great. So we did that and that's expensive, you know, having staff and servers and all the stuff that comes with having software. And we were basically uh, about to run out of money. Literally, I mean, I say about to run out of money. We sat down um, the first um, Monday of September 2019. Is that right? 2019, yeah. Rob? 2019? September, October, but yeah, that year. Yeah. Um, with our staff in our office in Wall's End, right here in the northeast of England. And we had the most horrendous Monday morning meeting, which was we might, you might work this month and we might not be able to pay you. And which was just heartbreaking. And we're going to tell you that now so that you can make the decision that you need to make about whether you even continue to work this month. Yeah. Which was awful. And it's because we, and what we realized is doing, having a software business is really difficult because we don't, we don't have a background in that. We have a background in psychology in, in, in influencing people and performing and talking and, we didn't have the skills to do that. So we realized that we needed to do something different. And um, 
And so what we just, what we realized is we both have experience in selling information and selling expertise, whether that's in a membership or that might be in the form of a course or ebooks or whatever. So we thought, why don't we, why don't we at this point create something that supports, that allows us to, rather than Rob and I continue to invest tens of thousands of pounds of our own money that we're using, that we're earning from other places into this business and running out of our own savings and literally draining ourselves stupidly. Um, now looking back on it, but because we love the product, we love it. We, we're just so passionate about it. We said we need to create something else that allows us to, for this business to earn its own money, to invest back in the software rather than us do it ourselves. So that's when we really started creating products around email marketing to sell because we knew that we we understood the sales cycle, the sales psychology, the the how, the who, the marketing of, of doing that. So that's where that began. And now, luckily, because we've been on that journey and we've created a membership around email marketing, what's really interesting is that one of the reasons we created the... There's a number of reasons we decided to teach email marketing. One is we love it. I mean, I know it's the saddest thing in the world and you <laughs> I know everybody loves what they teach, but we flippin' love it. Um, secondly is we get great results. People talk about earning, the average apparently is trying, you're supposed to aim for is earning $1 or £1 per email subscriber you've got. We always like, why is that number so low? Like, it's a bit like that whole membership retention of three months rubbish that we, you know, that is just absolute rubbish which we've learned from you. Um, it's just rubbish. And so we've always smashed that number and put all these things together and th- thought, Hang on, who are the perfect customers for Response Suite? A really a survey software designed to segment email marketing. Hang on, it's people who want to sell their stuff online using email email marketing. So why don't we create a membership which supports financially supports Response Suite the software, but also creates customers or potential customers for Response Suite, but at a profit. So now we don't need to worry about the cost of lead generation for the software. So it it all kind of ties together in a sort of semi-strategic way. Awesome. And so I think it's fair to say you guys have your fingers in a few different pies then, really, when it comes to to, yeah. to work and business. So I would love to know, how are you actually managing your time? How do you get everything done between all these different businesses? So we're really, really, really specifically strategic on how we manage all of that stuff. And we're very strict on putting parameters in place as to what's what's okay and what's not. So we are... We, people say to us all of the time, how are you everywhere and doing everything and have content coming out of every orifice in this market and are probably also in your other businesses that we don't see as well. And also, you know, in a non-pandemic world, go out and perform and those kind of things. How do you do all of those things? And the truth is it comes down to really good systems. Like we've got, we've just built really good systems to make stuff seem fairly like we're everywhere. So for example, we record our podcast one day of every month and that's it. And then that, and then we just switch off for the rest of the month. Don't have to think about it. And that gets us so far ahead that for three separate months of the year, spread throughout the year, we don't do any. So there's three months in the calendar generally where we just go, let's just not record any in August because we don't need to. We'll be too far ahead if we do. So let's just stop. Um, So we have really good systems in place. And I mean, at the moment, I would say we probably work on, on the whole of the email marketing heroes business about a day and a half a week, typically. Um, I would say we're always 
you know, tinkering around and pottering around and doing different things. But that whole system runs in about in about a day and a half a week. And that really just comes down to making sure we make the most out of everything that we do create. Um, and we don't, we don't, and yet we don't go wild on repurposing. We don't like take the podcast and break it down into a million bits of content like everyone says you're supposed to. Um, so it's just about having these really good systems in place and making sure that we are quite strict on those parameters. So uh, Kennedy and I will regularly just pop in our calendar. Rob's off today. Kennedy's off today. Um, and that's it. And then we just don't get bothered. We have a really great little team. We're a small team. There's only you, me, five of us, six of us. Small team. Um, yeah, yeah, small team. <laughs> small, team. <laughs> small re- now remote team. We don't have the office anymore. Uh, and yeah, we realized when we had the office, one of the reasons we left before the pandemic started, it wasn't as a result of that. We just made the decision to try and go remote. And we realized we'd created a job for ourselves that we never wanted. And we felt guilty when we weren't in the office. So if I was off on tour for, because I do lots of gigs in a very short space of time rather than like every Friday and Saturday night. So I was in Edinburgh for the whole of August uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and will be probably every other year uh, and on tour for two months. So I'm I'm not, I'm just not there. And I felt bad and guilty for going off and running another business and doing the thing I want to do. Not because it was, it was making our business fail. It wasn't, but I just felt like we were like, you, you automatically abandon people by being away. Whereas like when we're all sat in our houses, they wouldn't really know whether I was in a house or on, on the road. And so that worked fine. So yeah, just really good systems, I guess. I think one of the other things that really helps with that flattening is it's kind of like the consistency. So I know we've talked a lot about the fact that we really don't like the launch model, the open and closed membership thing. We don't like, the reason we don't like that is because it means you have to be in a certain place. If you're going to open twice a year, you have to like be stressed for a bit. I don't want to be stressed ever, thank you. My life's really nice. And also, I love looking at the Slack channel for our Stripe and seeing new members coming in every day because I know that that's growing our business every single day without having to only resort to one single marketing tactic, which is scaring people half to death, right? Which is, oh, you, oh, you have to buy it now, otherwise, you know, it's my rules or no rule. Like, I hate all of that. So the fact that... We want to have a really nice lifestyle. So we put automatic stuff in place, email marketing, (laughs) right? Um, Which means we make sales to brand new members. We bring in new members every single day at the time when they need the help, not at the time that we've decided to open our cart, which is insane. Like if somebody needs our help right now to grow their business online, who are we to say, no, sorry, not all next year. That's mad. If people need our help right now, we want to be able to help them. So that means we've escaped this launch open and close thing. We help people when we want to. We're not stressed. We don't have to be around anywhere. And it means we can just have really nice, solid flow. And we can measure what's working better. Because if you have a launch, if we had a launch and the configuration of that launch just didn't work because it clashed with something we can't control or we cocked something up and it bombed, guess what? You're stuck with it now. You've said it's closed till next year or till, ne- till next June. Tough, you know. Whereas for us, we can run a promotion this week and it bombs. That happens to us. Absolutely happens to us, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it's okay because next because the following week we'll be doing a different promotion. I think one of the things to think about with the way that the business runs is we try to like just pick a day and go, let's try and see if we can get everything done in that day of the week. So our day is Wednesday. That's why we're recording this on a Wednesday. When I saw your calendar thing, there's a Wednesday. Great. We'll book in for a Wednesday. Top priority is, can we get everything to happen on a Wednesday? So we have our meetings on a Wednesday. We, you know, we talk obviously through the week, but we try and have our, our main weekly meeting every, every week on a Wednesday. And so can we do everything on a Wednesday? Well, what does that look like for us? Well, that means we need to create all the content for the membership on a Wednesday. I'll tell you what, why don't we just do it all 
all live. So almost everything that we do inside the membership is based on a live call because that's set at the same time and the same the same Wednesday of every month. So on this Wednesday, so today, for example, we've got our hotline coaching call and then next Wednesday, we've got our campaign workshop and we just do that. So it's very set. So that means that the only things that we create that aren't delivered live like that is our campaigns. I'm not going to lie. That's the job of copying and pasting the emails we sent that worked into a newsletter and then writing some stuff around them about why that worked and intro and outro. So that's fairly straightforward. Uh, in other words, we're, we're able to use the emails we actually send as part of the content for the membership. Um, but then also is, is battle plan training. So we do short, usually like they're sub 20 minutes because we want them to be really consumable. And again, they're not monthly. They're just sort of like ad hoc. Usually we create one every month just because there's something new we want to share and teach or somebody asks a question and that, that populates the content. And so actually when you look at it around the rest of it, our job is mostly Kennedy really takes care of all of the social media stuff um, and all the sort of front facing stuff. I take care of the email stuff. And then that's kind of really it. So most of our job is, is focused on those bits. And every time we get a new campaign that works, like Kennedy said, we take that and we stick it in an automation and then that's going to run forever more now until it stops working because times change or things move on. Um, but we've never had to take one out because it stopped working yet. So we just keep going and just let them run and that's that. And that's been a really important thing, actually. And we'll, we'll let Callie speak in a second because it is her show, but we're getting carried away. Sorry, Callie. Um, but um, one of the things that, that we do is we make it so that we have automations which sell our membership every single day so someone joins our email list you don't actually get our truly real-time emails until probably six to eight weeks later because our best performing campaigns that actually turn subscribers into into members of the of the league happen automatically because we've taken the things that work the best and put them there why would you not do that so we we're con- that's how we can create this constant flow of new members like we always want that flow to be higher and that's what our priority is right now because that's one of our biggest struggles but we know that when people come in we know what percentage of people tend to turn into members because we don't need to worry about the conversion bit because all by automating that middle bit of what converts subscribers into members, we've taken a third of the equation out. All we have to think about is how do we get more people in the front so we can work on that bit? And how do we deliver and over-deliver and delight members? We have to focus on that. But the bit in the middle, we've completely eliminated because it's completely automated. So that means that gives us that flow as well, which means we don't have to work on it seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We only focus on two thirds of the business because the one third is taken care of. Awesome. I love that. And I I love that you've been able to create it in a way that does work for you both and for the different things that you do want to do. And as you say, the lifestyle that you want as well. And so, you know, obviously a huge part of how you're marketing the membership and how you're getting new members is email marketing. Um, You know, it'd be a little bit awkward if it wasn't. Um, (laughs) But how else are you getting members? What else are you doing? You mentioned you had a, a free Facebook group as well. Where does that fit into your your marketing and your sales plans? Yeah, interestingly, I mean, most of the conversions happen, I would say 95% of the conversions happen through email. I'm making the numbers up and I'm looking at Kennedy and thinking that's probably about right. Like yeah. 95%, occasionally people will just say it. Like we, we track everything with UTM parameters. So every single sale of every single member, we know exactly where they came from, what they clicked on as much as you can. Um, and so we know that uh, occasionally somebody will go and see it. They'll come from the group, they'll go and look in the, in the uh, in our blog and they'll click and they'll just join from the link in the blog. But like 95% of the sales come from email. So for us, 
everything else we do is about, okay, great, but how does this help us get the person on our email list? So you join our Facebook group, they have the option to give us their email address. If they come into the group and don't give us their email address, which some people do, uh, then there's some links to, to go and get lead magnets inside of the group. So we very we very rarely sell directly inside of the group itself. We do a couple of challenges a year. So a five, we've got a five-day like um, lead magnet creation challenge and a five-day reinvigorate, revive your list challenge. So we do those. Kennedy's desperate to get them to four days because he wants to try and beat the odds, but we're still doing five days at the minute. Uh, every time you see somebody running a four-day challenge, he screenshots it and sends it to me going, look, they're doing a four-day challenge. Um, so we do two five-day I did a four-day challenge on my, one of my other businesses and it converted beautifully, by the way, Rob. Just like- <laughs> <laughs> so we do, we do a couple of those. Uh, but again, Honest, honestly, quite a bunch of the sales come in as a result of like the closing email campaign that goes out uh, after that. We, we make the offer, we make some sales on the challenge. And then I don't know if this is the case for everybody, but like we sweep up a whole bunch of sales in the two days that wind down that special, that offer. Um, it's not even a special offer. It's just an offer. So it's not even closing for any good reason. It's just, no. we're going to stop emailing you about this now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So basically the key email. to the whole thing is, um, is the Facebook group really? We decided that we're going to just pick one channel and get good at it. Start off terrible at it, which we did, and then get get less terrible at it. And um, so basically, we just thought we're going to create a free Facebook group. What should we call it? Well, we've got this podcast it's called the Email Marketing Show. Why don't we make it around the group? Why don't we make it around the podcast? So we'll make it called the Email Marketing Show Community. So it sounds like it's a community, which is lovely. And um, and basically, on the way in, all we all we do is. Everything we do points to that thing. So if somebody interviews us for a podcast or a guest training or something, and people say, where can we go to find out more? We say, oh, do you want to talk about this email marketing stuff more? Search for the email marketing show community on Facebook. So we found that to be one of our best performing lead magnets. Um, probably not actually our number one. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in a bit, which, which is really weird. But um, that works really, really so well. And we literally point everything at it. Our Twitter pinned post, go to the group. Our Instagram thing, point of the group as you can tell I'm massive on Instagram our Instagram <laughs> thing you know that points to the group everything just points towards the group um and because the more engagement goes in that group then the more it's recommended to other people and we just focus on that seven days a week the stuff happening in that group that's genuinely valuable positions us well creates no like and trust which is so important so our conversions of people who are in the group is so high because we don't have to worry too much about the Oh, are these guys any good? Are they nice people? Well, hopefully, if you like our personalities in the group, then you're probably going to like us in, in the membership too. So it really is that trifecta then of podcast, Facebook group, email, essentially. That's it. That is yeah, exactly totally. it. That's exactly it. Cool. I, I, I do have to ask now what the number one lead magnet is, though, now that you've dropped that oh, yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, so it's a weird one. We On our, on our, on our um, blog... We have um, one of those really annoying, we hate it, but unfortunately the numbers say it works. So, you know, you have to make that pay off sometimes. Of one of those things that fills the screen. So you'll be reading something and it fills the screen and goes, give us your email address. So we did a split test. And one of them says, hey, do you want our four-day flash flash sale email campaign? It's really good. Run this campaign to your list. You'll make a bunch of sales. And we split test it against, hey, do you want to receive our uh, our, our advice about email marketing every single day by email, and we'll send you it for, for free. Our top lead magnet is not a lead magnet. It's, do you want to receive our emails every single day teaching you email marketing? That just kills 
everything by, like, not even by a small amount, by loads. And the great news is you, you can do that in any niche, whatever business you're in. You could say, do you want to receive my email newsletter every single day? And when I say newsletter, I mean it's like 175 words. There's no pretty pictures in it. It's really simple. Um, and there's no lead magnet to create. You can just bash it out every single day in like four minutes, which is what I do while the kettle boils every single morning before I make my first cup of tea. I just whack it out, hit send. And that's our, that's the thing we cannot beat in terms of a, a lead magnet. It sounds crazy, but I promise you it's true. I was going to say, that kind of goes against what most people tell you in terms of, you know, you've got to give a, an actual freebie. You've got to give a, a valuable download, not just ask people to sign, your, to sign up to your email list, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you are advocates of kind of a daily email approach as well, aren't you? A hundred percent. And we've done it for about, I reckon, probably five or six years in our separate businesses. So when we started this one, it made no sense not to do it. Um, And people are terrified and we run ads about, you know, send an email every day and all of that. And we get people comment. I would say every day, somebody comments on our ads saying, I don't subscribe immediately if people were emailing me every day. That just says the emails you're getting are crap, right? Because at the end of the day, if most of the emails I receive, if they email me every day, I would unsubscribe pretty quickly as well. But if your emails are good, like that's at the end of the day, like if, if you've got your favorite TV show, the TV show on the telly, you just cannot get enough of every time it comes to an end of a season, you're like gutted that it comes to an end. If they said, by the way, this is going to be on every day now, you'd be over the moon. So like, there's no such thing as too many emails if the emails are good and if people like receiving them. And so for us, that's about, I think just I, I like lots of things in marketing, marketers break everything. Email was really good back in the day. This, the method was build the biggest list that you can and bash them over the head with offers and people will buy stuff and at some point they'll either buy, die or unsubscribe, right? To quote the old cliche. But at the end of the day, that just doesn't work anymore. You can email people every day. You can make sales every day and that 100% works. But the approach to it just has to be different. The emails have to be interesting. They don't have to be funny, uh, but they just have to be interesting. They have to be personality driven. They have to be story driven. So all of our emails every day now are really simple. My approach um, or our approach is literally just, and I, I can talk about the way I do it. Kennedy does a, lot, a much bigger variety of things than I do. I go, hmm, what's the funniest thing or the most interesting thing that happened to me in the last 24 hours? And usually that thing is not particularly interesting. It's a, I always hang my keys up in the, for example, I always hang my keys up in exactly the same place. So I know where they are. Um, and then, and everyone has a go at me for it. Why do you put your keys there? There, part of the fun of having keys is trying to find them and all the rest of it. Anyway, the other day I couldn't find my keys. Uh, so the minute something mildly amusing happens, uh, you just take it, turn it into a little story, and then uh, and then that story becomes a lesson or a fable about the thing that you teach or the thing that you sell or the thing that you serve or the thing that is of emotional interest to the audience and then link that to the thing that you sell. So for us, pretty much, we send an email every day, 365 days a year. And I'd say 90% of the time, unless we're doing something particularly different, like an event or a challenge or whatever, 90% of the time, the call to action is, come and join the league. Yeah, come and join the league. And uh, and every day somebody does pretty much. And that's that. Awesome. And so if that's marketing then, once you've got these members in the door, what are you doing to onboard them and keep them coming back month after month? How are you how are you retaining those members? What do I have to do that? <laughs> Tends <laughs> um, to help. Yeah. Um, this is the thing that we've struggled with the most. Like, not I mean, we we are, I mean, I think all membership site owners are constantly dis- in a state of dissatisfaction with their with their retention. I think we all want it to be better. Of course, we want 110%, really, don't we? Um, if we could. Um so our, we, we're literally this morning, funnily enough, just working on our on our onboarding sequence again. Our process is this. Someone joins, 
the f let me make sure I don't miss any steps out. We used Bonjoro to send a personalized video because we realized the psychological importance of significance. None of us want to feel like just another number. So we want to literally say, you know, hey, Callie, how's it going up there in the Northeast? We want them to know for sure that it's not just a merged name in. So we want to make sure that, because um, some people do say, oh, have you just got like lots of different videos with different people's names at the beginning? So now I'm always like, look at them up a little bit, you know, all that sort of stuff. So a personalized video. The next thing we do is we obviously use a survey because we're sensible and <laughs> own response suite. Um, but, um, but, but we, in that survey, what we've actually just switched to doing, and maybe we'll let you know inside of, um, membership Academy forum and stuff, all of you who are members, the results of this, but what we've just done is we've switched our survey around to be more about, how do you describe it, Rob? Like getting people to reaffirm their belief in the thing that you teach, the importance of the thing that they teach, and their commitment to understanding I, and learning that. I think in the early days, we probably took the approach. And when I say in the early days, I mean the first year, like we're on a like 14 months of membership now. It's only in the last couple of months this has really shifted. We went from selling it and, and all of the communication was, come and join. If you don't like it, there's no contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Yes, you as well. Uh, come on, sit down. Uh, that's it. And just move down the move down the carriage, please. Everybody in. That's good. No, it's fine. You can get off if you don't like it. That's fine. Whereas now we've really switched that language to be more about, listen, you're going to come in, you're going to join. In the next 90 days, this is the change you're going to experience. Just immediately talking about it. I think before we were really talking about it as you're going to come in, you're going to love the content so much, you're going to want to stick around. The problem is that relies on people using the content in the first month. Let's face it, people are busy seeing the results of it in the first month. Let's face it, if you come in and you've got a terrible list who you haven't emailed for 10 years and they don't know who you are, our campaigns are going to, even then, are going to struggle to get you off the ground a little bit. We're going to have to do some work in some different areas first, like reawakening your list and getting some new subscribers on all that stuff. So if, if somebody comes in, they're expecting to get results in 24 hours without ever logging into the members area, they get to the end of the month and they're ready for their first rebuild and they go, oh, I better cancel. That's going to be problematic. So now what we really do is we've shifted that attention and that's what that survey now is designed to, partly designed to do is to say, okay, great. Let's get these people thinking about where their email is going to be in three months, six months, 12 months down the line. So that they're emotionally committing to the fact that actually I'm going to make email work. That makes sense. Yeah, and, and and I think the next bit is that what one of the things we're terrible at doing is reselling people on why this is a good idea. We we are very because we're really straight straight talking. We're very much like this is what you need to do because that's the problem. Do this thing, good. Off you go, get results. Lovely, lovely. What we're not good at doing is going. That's brilliant. Oh, what you need to do, and that's going to be brilliant. Like we're we're not very good. Weirdly, as, as performers and you know, quite emotional beings, we're not very good at reminding people how wonderful this is because we feel like it's a little bit cheesy. But when you don't do it, what's difficult for I think all of us, whatever we teach or whatever we do, whatever our membership is about is we know how impactful, how important the thing we teach is. We know that email marketing is the number one return on investment activity almost every business at every stage and every scale does. We know that it's a thing you need to master forever because you can always be tweaking it. And, and the same for membership. Like having a membership site, it's not something you like, you go, right, I've got one and I'm off. That's me. You can't, That doesn't work like that. You know that because that's how you think about it. And that's the very reason you teach it. And that's the very reason you obsess over it. But your members 
don't know that. And I'm saying this because I've just, we've just learned this like in the last few months. So we've had to make our, our welcome videos. We have a, a section called welcome and orientation, which is three really snappy videos, which just the first one sort of reminds people why this was a great idea. Whereas we obviously assume that it was a great idea because we we're not dirty rotten scammers on the internet. We, we did a good job of selling you the thing because what we teach is really good. Until people have seen your content and got results from your content and had the time to wade through that content, they don't know that yet. And that's a really big lesson for us. Of We have to constantly resell people. And I hate the phrase, I hate the idea of it, but you have to remind people how great what you do is and how it is helping them. And we find that really di difficult and finding how those words fit in our mouth and how we we make that happen in our personality and be true to that is really our biggest challenge. But we know it's really important. Otherwise, people won't get the results from their email marketing. We know we've had, we know our member for sure who has left our membership thinking, our oh, email marketing doesn't really work for me. And that's our fault because we haven't done a very good job of having, helping that person realize it does work and it is working for you. And we haven't, we haven't shown them that correctly. And that, and that's, that, that, that lands with us. So that's the next bit of, of those welcome and orientation videos. After that, we've just, and this is really exciting, completed um, a roadmap, Rob, which is really cool, isn't it? Yeah, so we've created something, we've called it the success track because a lot of our email marketing is around analogies of trains and train carriages and that kind of thing. Um, and so we've called it the success track and it's basically the list of things that we want people to go through in a particular order that we think is going to work. Initially, we'd misunderstood the roadmap thing, I think really. We created four roadmaps that were basically playlists of content on different things. So one of them was growing your list. One of them was like the technical stuff of email. One of them was... Um, writing better emails. And I can't remember the last one, re, re, reawakening and reinvigorating your list. And actually we realized that, and I mean this in the nicest possible sense, um, your members, when they come into your membership, what we've learned is they actually shouldn't be given that much freedom of choices to go and watch what you want to watch because this isn't Netflix. They have to get a result. And unfortunately, because you created it, that means you know the thing that we are going to put people down was probably not the path that they would choose to go down ordinarily, but it is the path that's going to get them the results fastest and, and most sustainably. And so we realized that quite late on that rather than just give people these four paths, allow them to pick the one they want to go down and then have a blast digging through all the training they find in their way was actually let's create a really solid path. So the next bit of our onboarding we're going to build now that we're re re rebuilding this whole thing uh, is really pushing people down that success track and making sure they're, they're heading down the right path and getting the right stuff done in the right order. I think the, the thing we spent the most time wasn't on, on Rob with that success track. And the reason we rebuilt it and rebuilt it and rebuilt it until we think we might have it right now is that they should be going through things, not in the order that you would build them from scratch if you're doing email marketing from scratch, but in the order that will help people get results from what they're doing as they go. Because we need to get wins, but then we have this difficult definition of what's a win? Because if somebody joins our membership and they've only got 10 subscribers, which people do, um, they, we might, they might run a campaign, one of our sequences, and not make any sales. But sales are not just the, are not the only win people get. There's, there's other types of wins. So I think one of the things we had to spend more time than we were comfortable with, honestly, with, was, was telling people, was figuring out for ourselves, I should say, what are the different types of wins members can achieve? There are financial wins, yes, but there are also 
different types of emotional win, different types, like there's different types of win. Um, and you have to figure out what those are and then you can start that path. Um, yeah, so that's, that's been our, that's our onboarding process. Bloody long answer. No, I think that's great. I think that's, that's really helpful for people listening. And yeah, I feel like this is a topic we could, we could talk about for hours probably, um, cause onboarding and retention, especially is, is a subject close to my heart, but if we kind of change tact a little bit now, I would love to know if there's something that you wish you had known earlier or that you'd do differently if you were starting again. It's a great yeah, question. Think, yeah, it's a great question. I think for us, it, one of the things I would definitely change was was realising why our members become members in the first place. And if you could, I think if we can get, and this is a weird thing for like a person who specializes in understanding other people's human behavior, but if we could get into their brains a little bit deeper, we would never have put guest workshops in our membership because we realized people don't join our membership because they, they think of us as the curator, which is a type of membership and it's a great type of membership, but it's not what ours is. They come to us because they want to learn from the mental, the mind reader and the hypnotist about psychology-driven psychology email marketing. So the fact that we've got this flipping rock star who's amazing at YouTube live videos, no one's joining for that and no one's staying for that. So if it's not me making people join or stay, maybe it's actually not serving us any purpose. So um, I think the biggest mistakes we've always made is doing it because that's what's the done thing. Like, do a, do a launch. Why? Or have guests. Why? Like, if there's not a genuine, either strategic or, well, strate yeah, strategic reason to have the thing, then flipping well, don't do it. Um, that's one of the things I would definitely do differently. And I think the other one might be um, getting over the, the price point fear, I think, Rob. Yeah, I think, I mean, we recently, back in the early days, we set our, our price point quite low because we just wanted to get, well, very low. We just wanted to get people in and, as we said earlier, just test it and prove the model or not. Um, and that was really that goal. And we ha we did have at the time, or one day, we'd love to be able to charge this price. And we had a sort of a capped price that what we thought we might be able to get to one day. And actually, we've done two price hikes since at strategically thought out times. We've just done the second one. Um and so, and there's another one we'll do at some point when we hit the next milestone. But actually, we've taken our overall vision of what we think the membership is worth and put it up. It partly came from one of our members the other day who dropped me a voice message and said, uh, her, and her, her and her best friend are in the membership. Um, and, she, and they joined because of each other. One of them joined because of the other one. And she said, we've just both cancelled our membership to something else. Um, because we didn't really see there was as much value in there. And we've both said like yours should be three times more expensive than it is. Please don't put the price up, but it should be three times more expensive than it is. So actually a lot of stuff has given us a, a lot of confidence recently to say, actually, you know what, this is worth significantly more than we're charging it. And we've now ultimately the end goal price has gone up recently, uh, the end goal of where we want to get to. So we'll uh, we'll keep doing that. And as it builds, we'll hit milestones, then we'll put the price up and then we'll hit the next milestone, then we'll put the price up. So for sure, I think we could have, I think we could have started at a, I think we could have got to a higher price quicker and stuff like that, but Awesome. And so with those milestones that you're using for the price increases, then without giving away any trade secrets, are you basing those milestones on income, on member numbers? How are you deciding when the, the time's right to increase the price? Yeah, I mean, we can give you the numbers. So basically, we said the first 100 members would be one price because we thought like that's like we feel like we've got a membership. We haven't just started. We kind of felt like that was like a for us that felt like a, a big enough group. 
um, for us. Um, so that was 100, wasn't it, Rob? Yeah. Correct me if I get any of these numbers wrong, right? Um, 300 was the next. And that was about how many members we brought in, not active members, because, you know, we all have those plateaus where we're going, oh, up, up, oh, no, it's coming down. Oh, yeah, great. 40 new members this week and 60 people cancelled. Yeah. You know, but, uh, hopefully we don't get a week as, as high as that. But, you know, um, so 300 and then it's 500, then it's 1,000 uh, members and then it's, you know, probably we haven't sort of decided beyond that, but um, that's kind of where we're getting. Did I even answer the question? Have I just dithered about? I don't know. No, that's where we. That's where we're at. So we're now yeah. the next big milestone for us is 500 members. When we hit 500 members, then we'll put the price up to the next level. Awesome. Yeah. And what is the price point you're at now? Seventy nine. We're at seventy nine. Yeah. 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 And awesome. then we do 99. Um, and we can talk about the numbers. I mean, we, we thought our ceiling number was 99 a month, but then we've looked at what um, other memberships offer. And we realized, flip and heck, this we, what we're actually offering is a 199 a month membership. Um, currently, obviously, it's 79. But um, we would really like to be going to that 199. Now, of course, what's really interesting as part of the journey, and I'm, the most thing, I think I'm fascinated about the most is how the membership content and what's happening in the membership changes as the price and the number of people grows. Because obviously the way you deal with 100 members and how you can interact and know everything about everybody is very different to when you've got like 1,000 members, um, uh, which I know you guys have, have experienced. And, and the similar for price points, right, is like the types of people who and, and what they do at... $39 a month is very different to somebody who pays, we know people with members who are like $1,000 a month. Like they're different types of people. Um, no, no, one's not better than the other, but what, the way they activate and the way they do stuff and what they want and what they expect is going to be different. So that's quite an interesting journey. Awesome. And yeah, I think that that commitment level that comes with that higher price, yeah, it definitely, definitely can be quite quite a different feel to the membership at that point and and to how hard your members are working to get results as well mm. yeah that's gonna be really interesting so as we wrap up then i would love to know what you would say was the overall impact that the membership has had for you both i mean we were and this is i mean this is really what we sell our email bit on is what most of our customers really want when they come into our world is consistency of sales and we wanted a way to to create consistency of revenue in our own business because obviously we're doing that with email that's all well and good but at the same time you can't get you you can only get consistency to a certain level if you're selling one off products um, because you're starting from zero every month but just by by definition and so we wanted consistency but also a consistent like increase in sales every month so the fact that one of our metrics we look at every month for email marketers we ignore things like open rates and click through rates not completely but relatively our, our big metric is how much money did we make for every subscriber on our list in the last 30 days and because that's a more interesting metric for a whole bunch of reasons different episode but the the big the other big metric we look at is great what's our what's our basic mrr and, and how's that grown since last month and how's it grown since the month before and that's exciting for us so i think the the the, the comfort that we get from knowing that actually if, i mean if we sold nothing new this month we are still going to have a perfectly safe business. We're going to have a lovely time. Obviously, we're never going to do that. But if that happened, if we wanted to take a month out and all the content could be delivered, if we wanted to take a month out of running the main part of the business, we could. So like all of that, I think the real comfort of knowing that we, because we, 
it was stressful, you know, every month to go, right, where are we going to get more affiliates from? How are we going to do that? So for me, it's comfort of consistency and consistent growth uh, is, is everything the membership's given us. Yeah, the fact that we don't have to come up with a new product to launch. We don't have to launch anything. We, it's, just, it's just running. And you know what I love the most about it is we get paid now instead of us putting tens of thousands in a month to run a software company. So I remember yeah. when we were sat, sat around before we had that conversation with our staff on that horrendous day. And um, I remember saying, dude, do you, do you know that people go to work at Asda and Asda pay them to go to work? <laughs> It's flipping excellent. I want a bit of that. And there was, we really, I mean, it was, there was really- a, There was awesome. a long period of time we were putting 10 grand a month each into run the, into, into run the business. And like, wow. yeah, we, this was a really expensive hobby. Mm. Wow. And that's a terrifying thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so with that then, um, just to kind of tie up that story. So you had that, that conversation in, I think you said September, October, 2019 about, you know, we don't know if you're going to be able to, to pay you guys now. So- what did turn that around? Was it the membership? Was it kind of practicing what you preach with email marketing? How did you get to the place where you are today where you still have response suite, the membership's essentially paying all of those kind of day-to-day costs for you, so you're not worrying about that anymore? Kind no, of- we, we, we took a little while to get to the membership thing. We took from basically then till the February, I think it was, to, to launch the membership. Um, but what we did is we decided that we need to go back to what we know, which is selling information instead of software. So we spent the next few months doing the, right, let's sell, let's put together some courses and programs and teach some stuff and and all that sort of stuff. And did some client work, building campaigns for people because we knew how to do that, which was still selling new stuff every month. You know, when you're charging, you know, two to between two and 10, 10 grand to, to build email marketing campaigns for people because um, it just takes a lot of time and effort. Um, you have to sell them and that takes a lot of sales conversations. We took sales training. Oh, honestly, it was horrendous. Thankfully, um, thank you, email marketing. We don't need to do that anymore. And thank you, membership. We don't need to do that anymore. So it was, yeah, um, it was, it was difficult conversation in September, October, 2019, October, 2019, we started selling courses. And then in end of January, start of February, 2020, we said, oh, we need to, we need to get, we need to, we need to not start from zero every month. And that's where the membership came in. Great. And so last question then, what are your goals? Where would you like the, the email marketing league to be in 12 months time? Uh, so I, I, I really would love to have a thousand members at the end of the year. Like we, we're doing everything based in member numbers. Cause obviously as some of the, some of the original members at lower price points, you know, eventually, you know, sometimes leave and then you bring new people in. It's hard to judge when you've got all these price, like by that point, yeah. we'll have three price points going on. It's hard to judge who's at, who's at where. So for us, it's, it's a thousand members, I think would be, would be perfect by the end of the year, start of next year. That's a massive goal from where we are now. Like that's a huge gigantic leap from where we are now, but because we've got such good conversion mechanisms to turn new subscribers into members, that's quite good. The only thing, as Kennedy said, we really need to focus on now is the bringing in new people into our Facebook group and therefore onto our list, and then making sure we do the best job of looking after and retaining members along the way. So I think if we focus on those two things, our conversion mechanism now is, I mean, everything can be better, but it's really solid. Um, we're really comfortable with that. So now we, you know, we'll keep adding new campaigns in. We're just but- not very good at the front end. You know, that's our definitely- The traffic our, um- bit. The traffic bit, yeah, we really, we found that hard. Yeah, so a thousand members, I think, really. Awesome. So, if somebody wants to find out more about you and the membership, where's the best place for them to do that? Well, you can definitely <laughs> join our Facebook group. It's smashing. <laughs> 
You might have heard we've got one. Um, literally, go to Facebook and look for the email marketing show community. There are actually resources and stuff in there that are really, really cool. So I think you'll like that. Uh, if you want to have a look at what we're doing with the membership, because I'm sure by the time this comes out, we'll have changed something again because we're always tweaking because <laughs> we're naughty. We're naughty people like that. Um, where do they do that, Rob? Just go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash league. And of course, if you want, if you like podcasts, which I'm assuming you do, uh, look wherever you're getting this and your other podcasts from, uh, and unless it's on the Membership Guys website, because we're not on there. But if you like, go to any of the podcast networks uh, and look for the email marketing show uh, and you'll find us there as well every Wednesday with a brand new episode. Awesome. And if you are listening to this on the Membership Guys website, then you'll find a link to that below this as well. So Dream. yeah, nice and easy for you. Um, but yeah, but... You know, I do feel like there's probably a lot more we could talk about, but we will need to wrap it up there. So thank you so much for talking to me today, both of you. It's always a pleasure to talk with you anyway, but it's really, really great to hear more about your membership journey in particular. And I'm, yeah, looking forward to watching the league go from strength to strength. Thanks Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. It's been a treat. Yeah, we definitely need to to catch up in a year's time to see if you've hit those goals as well. Oh, no. That sounds like a goal. (laughs) Oh. that's it folks thank you for listening and a big thank you to rob and kennedy again for joining me this conversation could easily have been twice as long i think so i may have to bring them back at a future date if you want to see all of rob and kennedy's email marketing goodness though as well as get the show notes or transcript for this episode then head on over to themembershipguys.com slash btm 49 that's it from me for this week though thanks for listening and i'll be back next week with another episode If you enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.